Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. This is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila. Uh, is this special? Is it like a Christmas episode? It, it, it's special because today um, we're actually going to kind of do an interview with Mark Vila. Not not as his um, not wearing his hat as my uh, my co-host here on the Custom Apparel Starters podcast, but wearing his um, Lord of the Universe and all he surveys for the ColemanandCompany.com um, online store which if you don't know, is not only Cold SE's um, supply site, um, it is arguably the most successful supply site in, in the custom apparel industry. You know, I, I don't know of any that is, um, um, that is more financially successful, laid out better, gets more positive reviews. Um, I mean, we looked at, the, um, at our... Um, at our review software for the store just the other day, and there were something like over 32,000 reviews that were four and five stars for Coleman and Company. Yeah, I was so just going to pull that A lot up. of that there's, is kind of usability. Yeah, there's uh, 4.7 out of five stars right now and over 30,000 reviews. And yeah, almost, almost all of those are four and five stars. And there's a handful of threes and twos and ones, which I've got some gripes about some of those folks and what they've complained about, honestly. <laughs> well, people just don't understand. Yeah, well, I'll just call those the unreasonable folks. Since you own yeah. a business out there, yeah. um, you recognize totally. that a potential of them are unreasonable and, and we get them too. Um, but nope, thanks uh, thanks for all those compliments, Mark, and all that good stuff. I mean, you will we'll, um, maybe start off by... Uh, uh, really just, you know, I was going to say a, a bunch of things that we've done and, and a bunch of reasons why, uh, why I am an expert or not, or we're both experts. And, uh, I, I just decided that, you know, you're either going to think I'm an expert now or not. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I can list off a bunch of technical and hard things that we've done here or not. And, and, and uh, and um, it doesn't really matter at this point. There's there's like 200 episodes of this podcast. Most of those things he would say, even I don't really understand. But really, <laughs> the, but, but the motivation here behind doing this episode, um, why I suggested that we just kind of interview Mark is because we get comments, you know, once or twice a month at least in the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group. You know, somebody has just started their web store or maybe it's been, um, their online store has been open for, you know, a month or six months or even a year. And they're, they've got still like the basic questions. And, and those questions are, how can I get people to visit the site? And then when they do visit, why aren't people buying anything? And those are, are, um, are two questions that I think Mark Vila and the e-com team um, spend most of their lives answering for themselves. So are they in a unique position to answer it for, for all the rest of us too? Yeah, well, but then let's go, let, we'll dive right into that stuff then and we'll, we'll get into uh, the meat of the podcast here. So there's really two things that we're talking about when somebody asks why their online store is not going well. And uh, most of the times, we're talking about uh, we're talking to folks online that are either it's a t-shirt business or um, some sort of other customization business. Uh, so they might do mugs, they might, store, or you know, yeah, and they might do mugs, they might do posters, they um, they might do custom license plates, t-shirts, hoodies, you know, all that stuff. Whatever you customize, and you're probably um, in some sort of a hopefully in some sort of a niche market, or you have like a type of a customer that you appeal to. And the online store just feels kind of just empty, dead. No, the people aren't really going there. People aren't really buying things. And it's two things to address. Um, why, why, why isn't anyone coming to my online store? 
Yeah. And then why aren't the people who are coming? Because maybe because there probably are some people coming. Yeah. Um, thirty sure people a anybody. month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's by accident. You can get like twenty people accidentally come to your store a month. You know. Um, but, but why aren't they buying? Right. So. And in the marketing vernacular here, we're talking about traffic and conversions. Traffic and conversions. If we're talking about marketing, great. I love that you leveled up this conversation with some go. sweet, you know, because there, there are some jargon. people that are doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> they may have listened to the podcast before. Yeah. This is like episode 168. Yeah. Is it? Well, I couldn't even, wow. It's remarkable. Well, <laughs> so two sections, how, how, to, how to get more people to come to your store. So how do you, how do you increase your online traffic? Right. How do you get people to come? And then once people are there, what do you do to help them make a purchase when they visit? Or how do you get them to convert? And um, and these things are really just there's just a series of steps to move forward on this stuff. And um, if I would say, you know, if it's going to be hard, it's not yeah. going to be super easy and it's not going to happen right away. Um, but if you do all these steps you are definitely going to get traffic and you'll definitely going to get conversion and you'll figure it out. So um, why don't we start with so how to get I, I people to come? Wanna, I just want to point one thing out. Sure. And the, um, you know, there are a lot of people that I want to disavow you that you're disavow this idea that, that you're, um, that you're all alone. I mean, a bunch of people will start a website and they'll focus on actually creating a site that they'll do themselves and they'll put up the pictures and then when they finish the site, they just naturally expect people will find it on the internet and buy things. So I just want to address the idea that it shouldn't be a surprise and you're not alone if you're out there and you've created a store that nobody goes to. Um, and you've created a store that few people go to and nobody buys. So you're not by yourself, break out a notepad, um, take, take notes on what we're about to talk about with everybody else on the internet. Um, and, uh, and get some help figuring this out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, anyone who has an online store that they set if they're selling custom apparel, anything like that, that we're talking about today, that's successful. Um, they did one or all of these things. Okay. And, uh, if it seemed to be very easy or very fast for them, then I, I think I made a note somewhere in the notes, but one, they were just like, got super lucky because there's a percentage of people who get lucky with anything, right? I mean, there's somebody out there who has found $10,000 in the paper bag. That, that has <laughs> happened, right? So you can just get 10 grand by luck, right? right. So there's some people who got super lucky. There's some people um, who just, maybe they've got connections. They have a handful of friends that have a ton of social media followers or they're in a group you know, uh, with some people of influence and they just, they just got a bunch of followers and traffic dumped into their store. Um, yeah. and there's some people who spent a ton of money to get people to come, you know, they've invested a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars or multi-millions of dollars because they have investors. But the, but the folks that were listening here today, you're trying to beat luck you are regularly connected, you know, you're just like everybody else, normal, normal you know, um, you don't have best friends that have millions of followers on social media or, or something like that. Um, and you're not dumping millions of dollars into this. Now, um, a lot of this stuff can still apply to those, but this is just for the, this is for the folks who are asking that question that we're starting with. Mm -hmm. How do I get people to come to my online store? And how do I get people to purchase? How do I get traffic and how do I get conversions? Yep. Um, so let's start with how to get traffic. Okay. Um, do you want to start with some basics, Mark? Yeah, yeah, sure. The, okay. um, so um, we've got uh, an episode or two or seven about how to get found online. And you should listen to all those. I'll try to find some of those and link to it on the bottom. But um, basically, you should be filling out the free things on the internet that Google, especially Google and Bing, both make available to you just, just for, the, for the asking. You know, if you've ever like filled anything, if you've ever searched for something online, one of the first thing that comes up is probably a map. And um, it's got a business featured on the map. 
and then it's got more businesses that are listed on the map. And you can get there, and all you have to do is go to Google My, is to fill out a Google profile on Google My Business, and that's free. Um, and you'll fill out all the information about you and your store and what you do. And then you'll go over and, and search for Bing Places, which is Microsoft's equivalent of Google My Business. And you'll hit a couple of buttons to import those over. Uh, everything you just did on Google will import automatically into Bing Places if you do it right. Um, and then it's just going through the rest of all the social profiles that you can possibly pay attention to and fill those out like you've got a Facebook business page and you fill out a, you know, your Instagram page to the best of your abilities. Um, you're on LinkedIn, you're, you're wherever you care to participate. You're on TikTok, you know, just fill in all of those things with all the information that you can and all the links, and that will give you a leg up. Yeah, I mean, that's, this is just the simple stuff to do that oftentimes gets missed, um, where somebody will fill out uh, their Facebook profile or their Google business profile. And it's, they didn't put their website there. Um, oftentimes it's because you made the social profile first. Yes. And then you um, you uh, didn't add the website later when you after you made your website because it's easy to make a Facebook page, a lot, easier, a lot easier than it is to make a website. Um, so it's important that if you've done all this stuff and we've said this and every time we've mentioned this, go back and look again, make sure double check, do, uh, we, we did a marketing uh, checkup a few episodes ago. So, um, go through that and make sure that all your basics are, are set out. Um, so that's going to make sure that's, mm -hmm. that's for two reasons, by the way, it's not just so that people can find your website inside those platforms. It's also because those links actually add value to the website. Yes. Yes. No, the great, great point. So linking to that um, in so many words, I mean, there's a lot of debate on how much it means and, and, and what it's really worth, but in an, in a nutshell, it does help Google's um, you know, AI to recognize that this is a business and here's the little network of this business. Here's the Facebook page. Here's the Twitter. Here's what, whatever you have. Okay. Um, the next step to getting, people uh, found online. This one is, is it's a slow grower, but it works. And it just depends on what you share and a little bit of luck and, and all that involved. But you have to share what you sell, share your website. Um, so this means not only sharing the, the, the main URL of the website, like your homepage, you know, okay. my shirts, my, the shirts that I sell.com, you know, um, but also sharing individual products. So um, pictures of custom shirts that you've made, pictures of things that you sell, mugs, whatever it is, you need to specifically share all that, that stuff, right? So, and, so um, could, you, could you do like a quick example of the kind of things you, thing that you would say when you share that kind of thing? Um, well, it obviously it's gonna depend on the platform individually. Right. So I think that maybe we could talk about some platforms individually and how we might share those. Okay. Okay. Um, so start starting off with social media, which is one that um, is typically what, what people would ask when I share it, how do I share it? Okay. Yeah. That's the most common one. So um, if it's going to be, uh, if it's somewhere where you can write text and provide a link directly like Facebook or Twitter, um, and an image. It's pretty easy, you know. Um, uh, check out this cool, you know, um, patriotic T-shirt. Check out this cool T-shirt from uh, that that shows, you know, bass fishing. Here's a link to the T-shirt. Share it with your friends. You know, you kind of want to have some some check boxes when you're sharing, but describing what it is so people know what it is, providing a link to what it is, maybe even asking people to share or comment. And there's a ton. There's there's a whole podcast on social media sharing, you know, um, and there's there's a lot on how to share and tips and tricks to share. But I would say um, if you can write a description and a link, you don't write a description and a link. If you can put a picture, you put a picture too. That's what's going to get the attention. So if you have a really interesting t-shirt design, you share the t-shirt design, you maybe write a short description of what it is, and then you let people know where to get it. Yeah. Um, it's, 
there there's a balance between over being too salesy on sharing stuff because people aren't going to want to share it if it's too salesy. And there's a balance between not being salesy at all. And people don't even know it's for sale. Yeah. Um, true. Ev- and there's no, there is no true secret formula of it because it depends. It depends on what you're selling, who your audience is. Um, some people are going to be very receptive to say, to hearing the words buy this now and, and I like it. And other people, um, you know, are going to say you're a shill if you're on there trying to sell something in their forum. And you may maybe do both. Yeah. And, and so this is just, all of this stuff is just stuff you're going to have to do and see how it performs. And you're going to have to do it a lot over time. But um, also on social media, some places like Instagram, um, you're not going to be able to post a link right with the image. You're just going to be able to post an image and you can put a little bit of text. Um, So um, any of these are where you put links in your profile. So when, when, if somebody does see your picture and they find it interesting or they see your TikTok video and they find it interesting, then, um, then they'll click on your profile because they're going to want to see more stuff you make. And right in your profile, you can put a link to your website um, or a link directly to a certain product page for stuff that you feature on social media. Yep. Uh, yeah. Any other comments on, on social media sharing or questions? No, no just, you know, the, the image is really important, um, I think. And sometimes when you put a link like in uh, LinkedIn or in Facebook <laughs> in particular, um, it will suggest an image. There's a share image that's part of your website. And that may or may not be a good image. So um, if it's not, maybe that's something that you can work on. Um, in the meantime, you can delete the image and put up a different one if you want to. Yeah, you can because manually put an image on it. Manually put up a picture. <clears throat> yep, absolutely. So social sharing is, is, is important. Um, another thing with that is you probably don't have a lot of people following you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, more than likely, especially if this is all new. Um, so uh, one of the, just a thing you can do with that is for one, you still post and share and ask people to share. Ask your friends and family and customers if they will like and share and comment because that will just kind of help the juice get going. The more people that comment on a post, the more people that share it, uh, that means that the, that social media is working. The social media companies, their money is in eyes and time. Right. If you create a piece of content that gets people's eyes and time, they will show it to more people. Um, so that's pretty simple on that. Um, the next, uh, next in regards to sharing your con, uh, uh, oh, by the way, last bit on social media, pictures or video. Yeah, Be creative. Be as yes. creative as you want. The more creative and interesting you get that fits your brand, you could show um, the design actually being printed. Yep. You could wear a shirt while getting mud thrown in your face. I mean, whatever kind of fits your brand, wear it while you're fishing if it's fishing shirts. <laughs> it might work. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, just... Scared. Yeah, I mean, it's... And and you, you just... You do something that fits your brand. If it's baby clothes, have a cute baby. Right, animal clothes. Get it. Get your shirts on on pets. Well, let's say let's say um get a picture of a cute baby. Yeah. Um, you know, because if you have to start to if you have a cute baby, then it may take at least like nine or ten months. Okay. Before you. Before you. <laughs> I got, I got you. So it's got to be a, a baby you can get a picture of with your stuff on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so um next is going to be um sharing your content email. Um, if you have an email list, if you have current customers, um, previous customers, you know, definitely you email them links to your products. This is just standard email marketing stuff. We've got podcasts on that, but email marketing is another way to get people to visit your website. Same rules apply for social media as, you know, be creative, share things that are interesting, let people know it's for sale. Um, when it, emails relate to a previous customers as well. So um, you can, uh, you can, what we would say, like batch and blast all your customers. If you have individual customers, you'd like to email or your business is still pretty small, um, where you where you've only got maybe dozens of customers, you can just email them individually. Hey, here's my online store. 
you've bought from me offline. I want to show you my store. If you want anything, great. Maybe even you can say, here's a coupon. Um, by the way, it'd be a huge help if you would forward this to some friends or share a link on your social media for me or, or, or text it to somebody. I'm just trying to grow the store and I'm trying to get the word that. out. If you share it to one person, it's huge for me. Yeah. You know, um, so, so email previous customers. Um, I mean, this one's almost silly, but just in person. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Like, Hey, by the way, Mark Vila, did you know that I've got my own store? Yeah. Like I've got an online store. Why don't you uh, come over on Friday and we'll just, you can shop and I can watch you. Yep. <laughs> you you and know, like, like literally just like tell everyone that you know. Tell everyone you know. Yeah. You go to a party, tell some folks. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of not being annoying about it, but, yeah. but it's, there's not, also nothing wrong with saying what you do. Um, and we also have some podcasts on networking and meeting people and sharing. And, and this is a great way. The same rules apply for your online store. Yep. Um, here's a little side thing you could do for in, in person. All right. So um, Google search how to generate a QR code. Okay. It's free. Do not. Don't pay. For don't, it. don't pay for it. Right. If the site asks you to pay, read in the little areas there's fine print. There's trickery in the QR world. Yes. Okay. QR is a, um, a QR code is, uh, is a language just like uh, English or sign language. It's a language that a phone can read. It's free. Um, okay. So you can get one generated for free online. I don't, I don't have a good website to recommend. I didn't come prepared for that, but there's a lot out there and they'll generate it for free. Yep. Take a picture of it or download it. If you can save it into your phone put the little heart on it. So it's in your favorites or put it in a folder. You can pull up easily and like fast. None of this. Nobody wants to watch you scroll through your phone, looking for pictures, favorite it, get it in a and It might be dangerous if you, if they do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very. So um, have it in your favorites, pull it up. And if it's conversation does sum up and somebody does seem interested, you pull it up and say, Hey, if you, if you scan it, it'll go to my website. Yeah. Um, and that prevents having to spell things and eat, no, D not eat. D. I, I love that. That's a great idea. Um, so, uh, text message is another way to share your products online. Just going down the list. Um, this could be texting existing customers, texting friends, uh, texting in groups, and also just asking a text. Um, there's also uh, text messaging marketing platforms, just like there's email platforms where people can subscribe to a list. Yep. Maybe if you, if you, you know, if you and your family are on WhatsApp or um, Telegram, or if you've got any, any other chat apps, you know, think about, think about those in relation to text messaging as well. Yep. That's, that's, that's great. And uh, text messaging is another way of asking um, to share. So you could, Hey, so-and-so we did some business before. I'm just shooting you a quick text because I opened up an online store. It's brand new. I'm just trying to get some people to go and check it out. And maybe if there's something in there, they'd like to buy. Here's the link. By the way, if you know anybody who might be interested, I'd appreciate if you forward this text to somebody else, even if it's just one person, it's huge to me, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, next down there, I we've got um, YouTube, which is very ambitious. I saw yes. that on there. I'm like, that's very ambitious. Yeah. And that's different than social media, but um and it requires a degree of creativity, but this, it is a way to get people to your online store. Um, you Agreed. can show pictures of what you sell. You can show pictures of the process. You can make it more of like a video blog where you talk about building your online store and show what you sell. Um, if you sell puppy and, and baby clothes, then those are pretty darn easy to get cute and shareable footage of. Um, and, uh, and then of course, if you make a video, whatever you decide your creativity for the video, it is in the description, you've got to have write up what it is and have a link to what you're selling to your online Agreed. store. And I'll say this is, this is the first one on the list. That's uh, useful in more than more than one way. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, when you're, when you're dealing with social, you know, generally you're kind of confined to the social platform. Like LinkedIn, if you if you post something on LinkedIn and you want to share that with somebody else, it's very annoying. 
because you yeah. have to sign into LinkedIn. The same with Facebook, the same with Twitter. Somebody sends me, you know, forwards me an email link for Twitter and I, I don't have anything to open it with. You know, so YouTube is pretty universal and you can not only share it with anybody and they can, they can consume that content, but you can use it in a bunch of ways. Yep. You put it on your website. You can use it as a product description. You know, it's, it's super useful if you can bring yourself yeah. to get on video. It, and it can be in your Facebook post and it can be in your email yeah. and it can be in your text message and it can be in the in-person meeting, you know, so, so the YouTube, do, YouTube does, and it, it's, you know, there's each one of these is individually requires some thought and some ideas and, and, and some creativity, but you're also in the creative, you're in a creative business. So, yeah. I, and I've seen some, a ton of amazing things that people do. Um, you can also watch some competition and see what they're doing, get, get some inspiration from them. Uh, the last bit about sharing your content, um, blogs, forums, groups, Reddit, Facebook groups, um, any type of niche blogs you're in, if they allow you to share links to products you sell or post about them, then uh, you should do that. Yeah. You should do that. Don't do it too much that you upset the admins. Um, uh, ask permission if you're unsure, if it's not in, if, if you don't see anything, uh, in the rules, you know, you can ask permission or you can just try it and then apologize if they say, don't do that. Yeah. Um, but definitely check the rules. I would do that first and try to share in any of those places, make sure it's relevant, make sure it makes sense. Um, if you're allowed to sell, sell and say, you, you know, here's something, I make online, you can buy it here. If you're not allowed to sell, um, oftentimes you can just share a picture of the shirt maybe, and that's enough to share. And then uh, let people figure out how to get there from the rest. They maybe they pay you and ask you a comment. We can definitely expand a little bit on the idea behind blogs because like, um, um, like YouTube videos, you can also be found on search organically if, if you create a YouTube video with a good description. Mm -hmm. So, you know, creating blogs, doing blog posts is still definitely a viable way, not just to help Google find your site, uh, which we spend considerable amount of, a considerable amount of time at Cold Essie and Coleman and Company doing that, creating articles and blogs. But it's also great to share in those circumstances that Mark Bieler was just talking about. So oftentimes, like what we'll do is if you've seen any of the videos, like um, the differences in embroidery backings, you know, we do mention that you can buy those embroidery backings at Coleman and Company, but the, but the video and the article that goes with it exist independently of that. So very comfortable to share that on any of the Facebook forums, uh, Facebook groups, or you know, if you're in Reddit and somebody asks a question and you've got a piece, a good piece of content that answers that question, you know, you can, you can build up some good responses and some fans and get links back to your website as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. So this, this kind of falls into then the next one, maybe you can even chat about it. The, cause we've talked all about sharing all the ways you can share. Um, the next way to get people to your website is to create search engine friendly content. Right. right. So SEO, SEM type of stuff. Um, why don't you tell us a couple ways so you can do that since you kind of were getting into it? Um, I, I'd say ju just what I said, you know, the uh, Google, uh, their job is to match what their customers are looking for with the best results that they can find. Okay. So that's what they're trying to do all the time. So you've got to take a look at your your e-commerce store and figure out what about that, what, what on there is going to answer the, one of those questions. You know, so for example, if I'm looking for a, um, a custom hockey jersey for an eight-year-old, you know, then if I type that in, you know, how can I make sure that my results show up, that my website shows up in some kind of a way? And that is uh, if you you have a YouTube video that is on hockey jerseys for youth or for eight-year-olds or eight to 10-year-olds, and you have that, that's the topic, and you've got pictures of it in the video, and you've got a description that mentions it, Google may show people your results. Um, and it's the same way with the blog post. You just have a better opportunity because there's more words. 
If you look for um, uh, di direct-to-garment printers or direct-to-film printers right now, if you type that in, you know, what's the best direct-to-film printer, you're very likely going to find content on the Coldesi site because we wrote an article about what's the best direct-to-film printer on the market. You know, so you find that. So, so you'll think about that as you're writing content with making words or you're videoing content and describing it. Think about the questions that people ask that you want them to find your site as an answer. Yeah, that, that's that's great. That put it that put it in a great way. And so essentially, there's there's two ways to create search engine friendly content. Maybe three. And there's a there's a lot. There's really two or three that I think are very worthy. Unless you're really getting into the guts of things, or you're trying to you know uh, uh you know um find some interesting ways to do it. But the simple and standard ways would be you write articles slash blog posts slash um, descriptions of your products that really just define what it is and, and also address qu questions people may ask, whether they're looking to buy that product or they have a question about that product. Okay, so. So, so, so can, I, can, I, can I stop you here and kind of narrow in on the online store thing? And the yeah. Description? Because that's, to me, that's tough is to have a product show up if you know somebody's searching on google to have like a product yeah. so so um like are there things that you would do i'm going to use an, a marketing word to optimize yeah a uh, a product listing on an e-commerce store like if somebody was asking you mark vila here's my store and everything else looks good what can i do to make people find this product yeah, so finding a specific product online nowadays with with Google's current algorithm, which they're going to be changing soon, and, and I don't know if it's going to affect it or not, but having a product, what's the best knife, what's the best mug, it's you're, it's it's almost impossible nowadays. Okay. All you're going to get is articles on top. You're not really going to get a product to show up, okay? Um, and uh, the reason is, is because Google has a a way for you to upload a feed of your products and pay for your products to be shown. Shut up. That's so before, before you talk about that, I just want to yeah. restate what you just said. If you have just started, because you said that um, it's very unlikely that you're going to get a product page to show up on Google. Yeah. That means that if you definitively, if you just sign up and uh, for a Shopify store, and load it up with all your products in the most basic templates and just say custom t-shirt about pickles, you know, and that's your description, then Google will not show that to anyone. It's and that, slim, it's slim. very, very unlikely. And that's why people aren't, aren't finding your website. You know, um, so we're talking about how to make, how to help people find your website. If you had thought that you could put a picture in a, a few words about a product and even if it's a cool design that people would just organically find it um mark Fila just said that's pretty much not going to happen yeah it's hard it's it's much harder to it's it's much harder to do um so but it's an aggregate okay so if you have a lot of products in a niche market that people would search for it like pickle shirts sure that's a good example mark. Okay. Like that. <laughs> so um, there are some people searching for pickle shirts because there's some people searching for everything on the internet, period, no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, and if you have a bunch of shirts about pickles and you write good descriptions for each product, a nice paragraph, this is a pickle riding a bike, this is a pickle flying a plane. Um, overall, that does increase your chances of being found. Right. So words like never and, and, and things like that are, are not um, are just too absolute. Right. So it's an aggregate. So you do that. Then what you also do is you would write an article about pickle shirts, right. how to find how to find the best shirts with pickles on them, pickle designs. And then you would write a little article. What are the different types of designs you can get? You can get pickles playing sports, you can get pickles eating food, you can get pickles going places. And then you give examples and you link to those. And then that piece of content is probably more likely for Google to show someone because it's showing somebody not just one product that might be the wrong one, 
but it will show uh, a list of a bunch of different products and a description of them. And it's maybe, maybe it is a better answer. Um, further, when we talk about your products and your lists, um, you can uh, look into getting your products listed on a Google feed, um, which is kind of part of this search engine friendly content. Um, that is, um, that's much harder than writing an article and making a video. There's going to be some things you have to learn and there's maybe some software you have to purchase um, to make things easier for you, or you may have to hire somebody. It really just depends on, on uh, how good you are with this stuff, but you can provide uh, Google a feed of all of your products. If you have um, an online store through one of the um, common places like Shopify or Wix or something like that, they're going to have Google feed plugin type of stuff to help you get your stuff on Google. Um, it will increase the likelihood of them showing that product. And Google will also tell you um, that you can give them money to show it more often. Right. Okay. But we're not at paying for clicks just yet. We're, at, we're almost there though. Um, the next is just, uh, we described the YouTube videos with a great description. You read, you've already said that, but uh, that is the second way writing articles. Um, the feed, the feed is, a, is the second way, I guess the YouTube videos would be a third, same thing, those same thing you would write an article about, you would make a video about. So, and, and I, I think it's important to like, to, to, to bring everything that we're talking about together. Cause you made a great point. And that's what we tell people all the time is, you know, you're, if your site doesn't have a, a theme or a niche market or some kind of a common thread that holds all the pages and products and articles and videos, social media profiles together, then it just makes it harder for Google to send people to you. So like, like Mark said, if you've got 50 pickle shirt designs and you've got two great articles on different pickle stuff, and you've got a video on it and your social media platforms links back to it, you know, with, with comments and, uh, and posts about that same topic, then Google will look at people searching for pickle related items. And they're much more likely to add up everything that you've done and send them to somewhere on your website versus if you've only got like one product that shows this and one product that shows that and one product that shows the other thing and there's no theme to it, you know? So I think that's a, that thematic idea is another way to say, you know, um, it'll be a lot easier if you have a niche market. Yes. Yeah. Cause a, a lot of folks want to make um, like funny shirts or shirts mm -hmm. with their art on it, which are my favorite shirts. <laughs> you know, okay. I love funny shirts and I love shirts with cool like art on it, right? And and when I wear shirts and t-shirts in public, those funny shirts or shirts with really interesting and cool art are the ones that get the most comments from people. They're also it's if you think you're going to be Google search found for funny t-shirt, not or good shirt with good art. The competition is so hard yeah. and so stiff. I mean, you are, you're running a marathon, you're running a marathon against people who've been practicing for marathons for a decade. And this is your first pair of running shoes. Okay. So um, you're probably not going to win unless you're really lucky <laughs> or um, you know, you've got uh, steroids, AKA money. Yeah. Now, um, now that's, that's, you're probably not going to win. Um, if you are, uh, if you're relying on people to find you. Yeah. If you're out looking for people like in those proactive social posts inside groups and things like that, that Mark Vila talked about, we've done a dozen podcasts on. If you're proactively marketing that people to come to your website, then, you know, if you've got funny fishing shirts and you post a couple of pictures in a fishing forum, yeah. Anywhere on the internet, you're going to get some traffic, but those same people are going to leave, leave uh, Facebook and they're going to type in funny fishing shirts. They're not going to find you. Yes. So exactly. So, so this, and specifically in that context, it's about, it's under the creating search engine friendly content. So if you just sell funny shirts or shirts with your art, it's going to be really hard to create content that's found on Google easily or, or in a search engine. 
Um, so, uh, and, and it, it also, you know, it'll be challenged on, on, it'll be challenging on social media too, but it is going to be more likely that because people do it every day, they see something funny, they forward it to a group chat they're in, they forward it to their friends. And if you write good stuff and it's funny stuff and it is legitimately funny, you will have people share it. Yeah. It will happen. Um, and, and it's not necessarily going to be easy. And um, sometimes people laugh at their own jokes more than other people actually laugh at them. So having self-awareness is, is really good with this or having a trusted group of people you can ping ideas off of. Yeah. That'll tell you you're not funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we're, we've got like a limited time here and a big topic. Yeah. So um, let's talk about paid, what it's like to write a check. And then we can move on to the questions that people have about um, how to get people to buy. So yeah. we'll go from developing eyeballs and traffic, getting people to find your site, to once they're there, how to, people, how to get people to buy. So why don't you talk for a few minutes about like early strategies for paying for eyeballs for, for a shopping site? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, there's Google search ads social media ads and then like an, a paid for ad through a niche website where they, where your niche will advertise for you. I think those are the three things um, in and of themselves. They're very complex things to discuss um, there. Are, and there's, we've got content on, on all of this stuff in previous podcasts, um, but this is a way to do it. Um, the big thing I would just say here is um more than likely, it's not that you're going to throw a couple hundred bucks into a Google ad and you're going to make more than a couple hundred dollars in sales. Right. Okay. Now, if you have, we know customers who have done that and we've seen customers do it online. If you've got everything lined up, a good idea, like a legit good idea, um, and you advertise it and all the things that we're going to talk about next are all lined up then yes, you could do that. Um, and plenty of people will tell you their success stories. They oftentimes won't tell you about the 80% of the other ones that didn't work. Right. Um, but that is something that you develop a formula for on paying for to sell your t-shirts online. So uh, a couple, just a couple things. If you've got some money to experiment with, that's more than a couple hundred bucks, um, then I say go for it. Cause that's how you're going to grow fast. You're going to get the yeah. most amount of eyes quick and you could pay for likes and you could pay not paying people to like it, but you pay for an ad. People will see the ad. People will then go to your page and people will like you because they saw something you created. Yep. Right. It's legitimate. Um, and then ads on niche websites are, are uh, another thing too, but all of this before you pay, I would, we need to get into the next section. You've got to do all this other stuff first or okay. at least be prepared for all that stuff. But th- that's, that's the next way you get traffic is you pay for it. You pay for Google search, you pay for social ads, you pay for ads on other websites. Um, and uh, all of those are a way to get a ton of traffic to your website. It's just uh, a matter of uh, making sure that when people come, they buy. Agreed. Okay, so um, we've got, we've managed to, we've got a strategy for getting people to the website. We're going to do blog posts. We're going to make sure that our um, product descriptions are great. We're going to do a video. We are going to um, make sure there's some kind of a theme or word set or idea that ties everything together to make sure that Google finds us. Um, We're going to share it on social media. We're going to do all those proactive things, not just the passive ones. Um, and now people are coming to the website, what are the best ways to ensure that we, um, that they actually click the buy button? Because people shop all the time. Like I, I shop on websites all the time and I don't buy anything. You know, that, that happens. How do you, how do you keep that from happening? How do, how do you motivate people sure. to write you a check? Well, um, nobody writes check online, but fair. That's a good point. I mean, I do. Maybe that's why it's not working for me. <laughs> That does, that's why it doesn't work. All right. Um, so basics again, right? Uh, basics, just like we said before. Um, hardest one, make sure your products are good. Okay. That's hard, you know, but they have, they have to actually be something that somebody would want to buy. Um, 
And that's why I said, you know, have good self-awareness, talk to other people, share it in groups, you'll get feedback, you know, um, if you share something and a lot of people like it, that's probably a good product. If you share something and it's crickets, doesn't mean it's a bad product, but uh, look at look for ones that get attention and see why and think about that. Bouncy ideas off customers, bounce it off friends, uh, bounce it off uh, any groups you might be a part of, anything like that. So have good products that people would want to buy. Um, and and that's probably the hardest one right there. Yeah. Um, um, make sure your pricing is pricing is just within reason. Okay. So if it's way too cheap for one, you're not going to make any money and people are going to trust it's too good to be true. And if it's way too expensive, it's just, why would they buy it? Because they yeah. can buy something similar for a better price. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just add that you should make sure that you're, that you're pricing for your audience. Yeah. So, so if you like the other day, I was just looking on Facebook and this guy does um, custom denim jackets that probably he spends 40 hours on. They're going to be $1,500, $2,000. People buy them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, not me. Yeah. You know, I'm not his audience, but there are people that buy them. That's his market, He's marketing to celebrities and, very wealthy people that like them. Um, you know, if that's your, your niche, if you, if you are going after those people, then charging a lot of money might be a good thing. They'll think it's more valuable. If you're just, if you're targeting, you know, teenagers, then maybe not so much. Yeah. So teenagers sure are probably pricing is reasonable for the people that you're trying to appeal to. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so um, you just, you'll have to figure that out. It's got to be profitable. It's got to be reasonable. It's got to be kind of just right. Um, uh, Clear images uh, is something clear, nice, crisp, not sloppy. If your images are skewed or fuzzy, or they don't look like they belong together, when you look at a grid of products, then people are just going to be a little bit less trustworthy of, of, of the site. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, or not know what they're buying. And, and you should compare the pictures to other, to other e-commerce stores as well. Mm. You know I mean? You don't have to be compared well to, um, the gap yeah. and their, and their photography, but you know, um, just because it's the best picture that you were able to get doesn't mean that the picture is good enough. You, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. need, you need to have a good picture doesn't have to be studio quality, but it's got to be good. Yeah. And uh, you can ask people. And there's so many ways to do it. There's not one right or wrong way. And and we'll get into to testing things later. But yep. if you don't, if you haven't printed every single shirt and put it on a model and taken a picture, well, then you can't do that. Just show a picture of the art. Yeah. If you've printed the shirts, but you don't have anybody modeling them, well, you put the shirt on a table and take a picture, you know, like um, you can Photoshop some of that stuff too. If it's good, if it looks fake, people aren't going to like it, you know? Um, So authentic, clear, good images. Same thing with the description of the product. Make sure people understand what it is. Um, It's great to be clever and funny and interesting in your descriptions, but if it's not very, very clear on what it is, then, then some people will be mistaken and some of those people would have bought. Right. Right. So uh, you, if you, if you have all clever, funny stuff, do that, but then make sure you put, this is a printed t-shirt with a pickle design. It comes in sizes, this to this, it's printed on this type of material, et cetera. Just get, just describe it. So nobody is mistaken in what they're, what they're looking at. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, next basic is just make sure everything works when they click on an image, make sure the page opens. If they go to add it to cart, you know, just make sure the process works. You know, that's, that's just part of the marketing checkup that we described the other day. Um, that's a challenge. That's, that's hard. You know, we've got, I don't know. I I don't even remember the number now, 80,000 something SKUs on Coleman and company. I mean, we find broken stuff all the time now, you know, yeah. I'm not all, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just no, the it's, way it's it is. It's a lot. I, I found a huge website. The, well, I found something on just one of our information sites today. It's a broken yeah. video. It's 50% of the page was this video and it wasn't one. 
Yeah. So it's just make sure everything works and it's a continuous check and you're never going to be 100% perfect, 100% of the time, but it's an important step. Um, the, ne- the last one I have is just building trust. When somebody comes to your website, they don't want to be scammed. Um, they nowadays, it's probably likely that they have been scammed online at least once. So you want to make sure that your website looks and feels trustworthy. Um, that means, um, you can have uh, reviews, testimonials, links out to social media, um, trusted brands. If you sell Hanes t-shirts, Vapor apparel t-shirts, you know, um, uh, you know, American apparel. If you sell shirts that are known brands, you put the logo on there. Let people show show them things that they trust and know. Um, yeah, your yeah. Visa, MasterCard logos. <clears throat> um, if you have... Um, something like tr- shopper approved or trust guard or Norton anti Norton web security, you know, all these things, put those logos on the website, let people see things that are familiar and they trust. That's a great idea. PayPal, you know, all that like stuff. That. Um, uh, also, if you happen to have any uh, customer accolades, like a really big customer that people might know in your area or in your niche, get them up there too. You know, and I was, I was thinking about reviews the other day. If you're just starting out, I mean, maybe you can just get some people that you know that are, that say how awesome you are. Yeah. You know, like, like I've known Mark Vila for, for 10 years now. Great guy. Very honest. I really love the t-shirts. Support the business. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It doesn't mean that they have to there. And, and that is not a lie. No, yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't. I mean, I am great and honest. Is what I'm talking. Know you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And I left a review like that for a friend of mine who started a business. You know, known him a long time. He's great. He's put his his heart and soul into this. And I think if you buy from him, you'll be super happy. Five stars. Um, So, um, the so the next is just what we'll say is optimizing the shopping experience. Yeah. Okay. What that means is. Do, does it make sense? Is it easy to do? Right. Um, and we'll, to put it simply, when you go into like a store like Target, they've optimized their shopping experience. You know, the entrance. Great example. You, uh, ever, all, there's signs everywhere with categories. They put the most kind of popular common stuff, like in a spot that's easy to get to. Um, they have a checkout area that's very clear. And then when you check out the exit door is right there. Yeah. Okay. That's what you want to do with your online store. Are your category, do your categories make sense? Uh, is it easy to find your products? Um, show customers, popular items, related items. Is it, let, let me, let me just specify. Is it easy for people that you don't know? That yeah. Have never seen your site before to find all that stuff. Yes. Because yeah, you're, exactly. you'll, you'll fool yourself into thinking that it's organized well because you know where everything is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like somebody else walking into your kitchen and starting to open up cabinet doors to figure out where the glasses are. You know, you don't because you know right where, because you put them there. Yeah. But somebody coming in doesn't intuitively know which one of those brown cabinet doors have glasses behind it. You know, you've got you've to put the sign on the door, you know, and... This is where the glasses are, man. You know, opens on the left, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you can get people to go to your store and watch them, you know, if you'd like to, you know, get, have, you know, if you're, if you're in a business group or you have friends, ask them to go and say, just hey, shop around, watch yep. what they I click like on. You don't need that, that many people to do it, to realize that the most popular item you want to sell, nobody's even looking at. So that means you need to maybe change the image, change where it's located. You know, it's it's a moving process. Um, if you go to your your local grocery store or Target or Walmart, nothing is in the same spot where it was from like five years ago. If you go back that far, like nothing yeah. is in the same spot. It's always going to change. Um, so and so should your online store. It should just change a little bit over time, slowly, and 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 you'll figure it out. Um, so reducing so, friction in the buying yeah. process is next. Yes. So reducing friction in the buying process is, um, you know, for one, the pricing is part of it. Um, not overselling too much, you know, let people, let people click and buy and just, and buy it. 
Um, not everything needs to be upgrade this, upgrade this, upgrade this. You don't need to have 40 options for a t-shirt. So, so it's just so hard to buy. Somebody gives up. Yeah. Here's your shirt. Here's a, pick a size, pick the color. Maybe don't even pick the color. Yeah. Here's the shirt. The design looks good on this color. That's it. And then later on, you can try a different color and see if people like that better, That's or maybe try point. two colors. That's a great right? um, make the checkout easy. Um, it should be easy on desktop and mobile. Um, just it should just be easy to fill out and do. It shouldn't be a pain in the butt. If it is, if it's if it's clunky and weird, we're people will um, offer offer free shipping when possible. It's a point of friction that is reality in this world that nobody is willing to accept, but, but it's really expensive to ship stuff in this world. Um, and, uh, and you have to charge for it one way or another, right? It's not free to you as a business owner. Um, so you either, you can try to, if you can raise the price of your shirts to offer shipping for free, great. If you can maybe just make shipping uh, a nice simple number, three ninety nine, you know, great. Um, just whenever you can, uh, or, or offer them free shipping at fifty dollars, because then you can afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just um, don't make it a surprise. Yeah, not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise. Um, and we do the best that we can, you know, at Coleman and Company. But it's our it's one of our number one complaints because somebody doesn't want to pay shipping. But the problem is, is they order a material that's two feet wide. And it doesn't wait, but it's a big box. Yeah. And it does cost, UPS wants 20 bucks to ship that thing. Yeah. The product only costs $16.99. What are we going to do? You know? Right. Um, so you it's, it's a challenge. It. You can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a challenge, but it's it's something that you should just consider all the time. And you're not going to win 100% of the time. Um, the And the last point of the shopping experience is just be clear when the item will ship. And when it will be delivered as best as you can, right there, obvious items ship within 24 hours, items ship same day, items ship within four days. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, sooner is always better, but if it takes you three days because it takes you three days, it does just say. Yeah. And, and I would say under promise and over deliver. Yeah, for sure. Because people are always excited to get a package before they were expecting it and never excited if it's a day late. <laughs> well, well, I would say this. I would say find a nice clean spot you think you can live with because the goal here now is to sell. And then if you have to move it because of customer service issues later, move it. So just find a balance. Don't go too crazy and you know, under promising. Don't go too crazy and over promising. Find a nice safe spot. Um but if somebody doesn't know when they're going to get it, you're going to lose some sales, period. If they know it's going to take a week, they you will lose some sales compared to next day. But um, but it, you will have some, but you will you will make more sales than letting people guess. Well, let's talk about let's talk about testing. Yeah. So um, this one is actually the most complicated, but the simplest to explain. You try different images, see how they do, try different prices, see how they do. Feature different products, see how they, yeah, do, they do. You know, you know, you just you you, you test it and um, you continue to try different things and see how it performs. Um, don't take any results that you get um, that they're written in stone because the world changes. So if you try one thing and it's working, try to duplicate it went to the different product and see if it works there. If it doesn't, yeah. that one product is still winning. Just let it go and, and try um, something else on the other one. Try something else. It's just, you got to test different things. If one product is failing, even though you think it should do really well, try it again, change the price, try it again with a different image, try it again with offering free shipping on it. Try yeah, it again. That with, could be the most important thing that we've said about conversion yeah. strategy. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not, e- it's not easy and it's hard to do. And really the all, all tests should follow a very strict scientific method when possible. And um, that's a, that's, that's a podcast on and of itself. We should, we, we should do that. Um, yeah. So, so now let's talk about, you've got a great kind of sentence here that I really like, and that's create a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll move on to what to do to follow up to increase conversions. So what do you mean by that, by that journey? Sure. This, 
Um, you post a sh- post an image of a shirt. We'll just use one example, and it f- goes for all of them. Let's let's use um, uh, Instagram. Okay. Post an image of a shirt on Instagram. On Instagram, uh, we've already said you can't put the link in the picture, so you put the link in your profile. On that link, you should be able to see that shirt that you post. So when somebody clicks it, they see the same shirt that they saw on the app. Yeah, maybe not, you know, and, and maybe it's not just that shirt, but maybe you're going to post uh, 12 shirts over 12 days. All 12 of those shirts need to be visible in that link because someone's going to see it and they're going to click it and you want them to find it. If they have to search your website, gone. Yeah. Right. Um, so you, you post a shirt, you post a link to where they can see that shirt for sale. You maybe show some related products to that shirt. As I mentioned, just in case they might like something else. Um, you can, um, you can uh, maybe feature a price or a product or a coupon or whatever you might need to do on that. Um, to help facilitate the sale. Um, and then you let them check out easy, right? So uh, PayPal, Apple Pay, Amazon Pay, Visa checkout, you make the checkout super easy. Um, if someone has to type in a credit card, you're going to lose some sales because it takes too long and it's it's less impulsive. Oh, yeah, I got to get my credit card on my wallet. Never mind. I hate that. Yeah. So, so, so if you post a picture of a shirt online, the most optimal way to do it is the most amount of work, but the most optimal way to do it would be you post it on Instagram, you change the link in your profile to that product. They get there, they see that product. If it happens to not be available in their size or something they need, you maybe have a couple related options to it. When they click add to cart, they also know if it's a deal or something like that. If you're trying to test deals, test them, test, test, test on deals. Um, They add it to their cart. They see they can pay with Apple Pay. They click Apple Pay they're done. Yeah. They see they can pay with PayPal, they click PayPal, they're done. And mm-hmm. then they get it. They know when I mean, they're going to get it and all that stuff. I like both that that journey and the idea that you need to think about it while you're working on your website and producing your content. Yeah. Because, you know, that's starting from an Instagram post. You can start from a, you know, an imagined search on the, inter- on the internet for a specific pickle shirt. Somebody's looking for pickle shirts. What do they find? Next thing they do is they find the blog post all about the varieties that are available. What's next after that? Um, They're going to click on a link for one of the products that they find like really cool. They're going to go to that page. What are they going to do? They're going to see a description that matches what they were looking for and a picture of the shirt that they were looking for. And then they're going to see a price that they like, and then they are going to click the button. And then, you know, so regardless, I like this idea of setting up the the customer journey from, from any place that you start. And it's just the most important is that it's easy to do. Yeah. If if it's a challenge to do, if there's not an easy way for them to check out or if they're concerned in any way, they don't know when they're going to get it. They don't know if they trust you, you know, um, then that will chip away, right? Amazon does so well with their stuff because you have a credit card stored there. Yep. They send you a, a text message or an email with a product you're going to like. You go click buy now, done. Yeah. They've got it down to two things. That's you don't the need, journey. That's the right? journey. Now that's hard for a small yeah. business to get click by now, but yeah. you can get click add to cart, check out with PayPal or check out with Apple pay or Amazon pay where a credit card is already stored somewhere else. And then just make sure they know when they're going to get it. I love that. All right. And then uh, to wrap it up, um, you've got traffic and you've got some customers follow up. Email yeah. them again, email those people again, mail them a thank you card with, you know, um, call them if it's appropriate to call you, link you to worked, them you on social. Hard, you worked hard to get them there. Don't let it be the last time that you interact with them. Yeah. Yep. Ask them to share, ask them to link to you on social media, wearing yeah. the shirt. You can put a card in the, in the shirt that says, take a picture of this shirt and post it on social media at so-and-so and we'll give you uh, this for free. Okay. You know, okay. so, so, so we're going to list to a bunch of different podcasts um, after this, a bunch of different resources in the notes, but I really think that everyone listening should bookmark this and listen to it every 90 days. Yeah. Because if you've got, if you've got a, um, if you've got an online store, you know, wherever it is, then, then you've learned a lot here um, about, 
um, getting people, getting eyeballs on your website and then converting them into sales. Now, and once you kind of figure it out and you've got a little bit of a thing going on, then, um, you know, then you could spend some more money on ads and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, there's a lots of little things you could do to, to experiment with paying to get a little, you know, to get more people to see your website and stuff like that. And, and, and you can go for that. And if you're willing to invest, you know, a little bit of money to try to get, get it going, um, just make sure you've thought about this whole thing first before you start spending money, because I've, I definitely know people who spend money on ads and then I, they've asked me to look at it and I go to their checkout page and I'm like, what am I buying? Oh, yeah. you're buying this course. What's it for? You know, and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually legitimately confused. Yeah. Oh no. Well, you need to buy, you need to like, you're picking one of these. Okay. I, I was like, okay. It doesn't say that. Right. Right. And then, oh, and then, then, that's then you important. see the light bulbs that's go important. off. So, um, well, that's good. I think that we've, um, there's a, there's a lot to learn here. There's a lot of podcasts that each of these topics can be, but, uh, if you do all this stuff, you will sell online. It's not going to be a fast journey unless you're lucky connected or you spend a bunch of money and that's okay. Um, you just, just keep, just keep on going at it. And eventually you will start to see that grow. And it's like a snowball because you're doing all the right things. One customer turns to two, four, eight, 16. Yeah. Next thing you know, you know, you can have a thousand customers in a month. That's great. Thanks, Mark Vila. This has been Mark Stevenson from the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. And this is Mark Vila from uh, many different things, but today I'll say Coldesi and Coleman and company.com. I like that. You guys have a great business. Woo!